From the protectors of the internet, the Wisconsin Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force, it's the PKO Podcast. Welcome to the Protect Kids Online Podcast, sponsored by the Wisconsin Department of Justice Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force. I'm Dana, and back with me again is Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Hi, Dana. Thanks for having me again. Thanks for being on the podcast again. We appreciate you um, being a standing co-host for us here. This is great. Well, thanks. I like I like these sometimes. Some <laughs> these are good. I like them. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They're great. I look forward to these jokes is why I still agree to do it. Uh-huh. So. Well, we'll yeah. do that first. And then, yeah, we'll see how today's episode goes, because I think that this is a topic that both of us are a little bit um, less familiar with. But joke first. Uh, <laughs> Can't wait. I, I think you'll be able to get this one. You got the last one. I think you'll be able to get this one, too. Um, why did the computer get glasses? I don't know. To improve its website. Oh. Uh. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. That's, that's one of the better ones I've heard on here. Really? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh. You can see it wasn't one of my wasn't one of my top ten or anything. <laughs> oh. It's better than the last one. Hey. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I um well, yeah. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about um, what we're going to be covering this episode. So we we had a colleague reach out to us and said that um, they were helping care for a young extended family member, and they were looking for more information on this because they thought that this game looked uh, kind of risky or or just the content was you know, maybe too adult or something like that. So they checked in with us about Five Nights at Freddy's. Okay. And yeah. yeah, if you want to dive in here, please feel free. Okay. So so what I know about Five Nights at Freddy's, I don't know how much research you did or what you looked up. So I know it's a, a survival horror game is what they call it. So you try to, they call it Five Nights at Freddy's because you're in a, looks like a animatronic pizza place, kind of like some of the popular ones i don't know if you can say those names on here i i agree uh, i think it looks it does look like a dark uh chuck e cheese chuck e cheese yep chuck e cheese or showbiz where there is animatronic um characters that are trying to kill you mm-hmm. is the premise mm-hmm. um so you use the surveillance cameras to see where these people are these animatronic animal characters and you try to live through the night um, and I know that that was like the first one. And then there was another one where you were a security guy and you can actually put one of the masks on and use flashlights. So the series has progressed from just watching security cameras to be able to move around and do things. But the premise stays the same is that you try to survive the night without uh, getting found by these animatronic guys. So I will say this. Um, so I became familiar with this. And I think, you know, this. we share a wall at work. And uh, so I a lot of times will have music on while I'm working and they have I don't I I don't even know how to explain this, but there is music either from these games or dedicated to these games or 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 whichever it is. And that popped up one time on my um, Pandora list based on some other stuff I've listened to. And I really liked it. So I listened to it a lot. And I work to it a lot, and um, it's fun. It's like creepy Halloween music. Yes, yeah, (laughs) and it, um, it, you know, it's a 
it's a good one to keep my energy level up, I guess. So that's that's how I became familiar with this. I didn't even know it was a game. And we actually had an intern um, helping out with something in the office. And she popped her head in and was like, is that Five Nights at Freddy's? <laughs> <laughs> and then she's the one that told me that this was a game. Um, but I will say that this is very similar to when I was a child. We had games like this, and it, kind of similar anyway. I remember specifically playing one where you were trying to solve mysteries in a mansion, mm-hmm. right? And uh, you were the investigator, and it was an educational type of game like that where you had to go and, and solve these mysteries. And I remember, I don't know how old I was when I played that, but I do remember the atmosphere and the music and everything at times could spook you a little bit, and that was nowhere near what I'm guessing this probably looks like. <laughs> Graphics are probably a little bit different now than they were back when you were a child. Well, maybe. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) But I know, like, this this game, Five Nights at Freddy's, is, like, made by an independent publisher. So I know it doesn't have some of the high-end graphics and things some of the bigger studios like Microsoft and Nintendo have. Uh, So I was actually reading, like, how this game came about. And it was actually a guy that was making Christian video games. And... Some of the characters in the game, the feedback he was getting is that the characters moved around like animatronic animals. Hmm. So he morphed that into Five Nights at Freddy's, which I thought was interesting. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So when you say it's a, I can't remember how you said that, a scare scare game. Survival horror. Survival horror. I was was not even close. Um, (laughs) It looks like from some of the screen grabs I've seen, it looks like there might be some times where the character's kind of pop up in front of you um yeah like, like a jump scare is what they call that yeah and so it looks like a lot of the premise of the game is that you're enclosed in either a hall like some of them are like a manager's office um and then there's a crossover where you're in a child's bedroom and then you're at like another pizza place like that one so the atmosphere in all those is at night in a small room and then trying to avoid those guys so mm-hmm. i guess the main thing where which when my my kids wanted to play that i wasn't sure on you know i thought it was too scary because i didn't know the whole premise or what it was about uh but it all comes down to just a spooky atmosphere and then some jump scares which from my understanding there's not a lot of violence or bad language it's just if your 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 child is you know easily scareable and you know would be afraid by that and wouldn't be able to sleep at night or however they would handle that sort of content sure which i can see with some of these screen grabs that it might be um too much for some kids for for younger kids especially so it's it's single player right correct yeah and there's not really any way to interact with anybody then yeah, and I'm not familiar. I know there's a new version coming out for the PlayStation and Xbox and things. And some of the mobile ones, I don't believe there's any cross-play or you can play with any other players. I believe that, that through the atmosphere, they want you to play it solo. Mm-hmm. So I don't believe there's any way to interact with any other users. But it is available on all the, the normal devices, I'll call it. So it's, um, you know, you could always be on one of the other platforms where you communicate with people while you're playing games. Um Right, I know they have it through Steam. Yeah, they have it on Steam, which is popular on computer, and people can chat through there, and iOS and Android and things like that. Yeah. Uh, And you know, uh, the game itself—I mean, 
become very popular. Uh, and I know like they have action figures at the stores and Halloween costumes. <laughs> and I think they're even, even having, um, a crossover event with Fortnite where the five nights at Freddy guys are actually going to be in Fortnite, and there's going to be a five nights at Freddy's themed area. Oh, how neat. Yeah. Well, there's, so so yeah, there, yeah, there's an original, there's a, uh, two, there's a three, there's a four, there is a virtual reality that yeah, but VR one has already been released, right? Correct. I want to say I read there's up to six. Is there up to six? Five Nights at Freddy's one through six yeah. plus the VR ones, and then uh, they're going to come out with one on the consoles now, the PlayStation and Xbox. Oh. Hmm. Well, if we pop over to our friends at Common Sense Media, because that's a great place to mm-hmm. kind of learn about um what other people are are seeing and and experiencing with this um that's the first thing common sense media says well it does say 12 plus and it says it's a terrifying psychological thriller that can be too much for kids (laughs) (laughs) can be depends on your your child exactly right right. you have to kind of know what your child's able to handle and Maybe if they play it and then do have a nightmare, maybe we dial back on that, right? <laughs> right. Um, so you have to just kind of know know what's okay for you, for your family, I guess, as as is with everything, right? Everything's, um, that's that's what we say with safety information. That's what we say with, with devices, that you have to know what works for your family. And um, that's not always going to be the same answer for everybody. Right. Yeah. An eight year old could take something different than a 12 year old or two different eight year olds could take something that's different and one would be scared. One wouldn't. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just have to know your child and it's accurate, Dana. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so here's what they say. It's a horror game that uses tension and jump scares in the place of blood and guts. So at least it's not real gory. Uh, right. So as a result of that, it can be a lot scarier than many other titles just because of the intention of the game. So the sense of being trapped and defenseless in a small office quickly can become real. And when the animatronic characters jump out at you, you may jump and may scream. <laughs> so <laughs> if you're looking for a scare around Halloween, it might be um, something fun to look at. Yeah, and if you read in, in Common Sense, if you read some of the parent reviews, they tell you like the premise, the backstory. And I guess some of the people were saying once they knew the backstory, then it made the game a little bit scarier. Oh. Uh, so that might be something to look at if they're looking into that game. Sure. Um, yeah, so let's keep kind of digging through this too. Is it any good? And it says for adults or older teens looking for a game to challenge them and give them some legitimate chills, it's a terrific choice. But for younger players, maybe the stuff of nightmares. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really sure. Um, I haven't purchased it or anything, so I don't know how... You know, how nightmare-inducing it is or what kind of age we're looking at with that, but that's the terms that they keep using there. Nightmare-inducing, that would be it. That would be not good. Yeah, <laughs> so I can understand why our, our coworker kind of wanted to know more about this and said, maybe not yet. Because um, I believe the I believe the young one she was talking about was, you know, five, six, seven, something like that. So might not have been ready for this. Might be a little too young. Yeah, yeah. And I know ES, ESRB has a lot of that stuff. And what my kids do, and what I do a lot, is when my kids are interested in a game, I'll usually go over YouTube, and they usually have like a gameplay video of it or someone playing it. And that's a good sense to kind of see what's in a game or kind of a little, little bit more about it before you start playing it. Oh, that's a great idea. Then you can watch that with them, and you can even 
use some of these discussion starters then that common sense gives us and um if you approve the download after that have those discussions then so great idea yeah uh so speaking of those they mention here families can talk about wanting to do or play something that's too grown up um is there a reason that you should wait till you're older why would that reason be so that's for your you know if you're saying maybe not quite yet right and then uh families can talk about when it's fun to be scared and when it's not and and i think that's a good point to make um recognizing that in yourself when maybe it's too much for you and you need to turn it off and hold off on playing that game until maybe down the road a little bit yeah because i can see i know i let my kids play um a variety of games and i know sometimes when they watch you know, whenever they want a game, I tell them, go on YouTube and send me a link to a video and I'll look at it then. And I know a couple of times they've watched those and then been scared and did not play those games. So when I bring that up, it's always a good a good option to watch it with them and see if how they react to it and, you know, if they should play it by themselves or not. Good for them for being able to recognize that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yep. There's one game that they wanted to play. It was Phantasmagoria or I can't remember the name of it. Uh, something <laughs> Something like that. But it was similar to Five Nights at Freddy's, but it was a mature rated game oh, and mm-hmm. it was super scary. <laughs> so uh, they they were not able to play that. But so that's always a good resource, too, just to get a better idea of other than reading what they're about, kind of get a feel and watch it and understand it a little better. So Yeah. And so you brought up a really good point. Um, so we've also connected before with ESRB, the Entertainment Software Rating Board. So ESRB.org. And that's a great place to take a look, too. They're going to have the ratings on all of the games or movies or whatever um, media out there. And on their website, they also have safety tips. They've got guides to set up um, privacy settings or profile settings for different age kids on all of the main consoles that are out there. Um, so there's a lot of really good tools for parents and information on their site as well if if you're looking for that sort of thing and if your children are interested in gaming so very good point yeah thanks like i said we have a gaming household so we try <laughs> to do everything we can to stay on top of the trend but you know so many new games coming out and being able to understand all of them sometimes it's kind of hard when you know i'm not interested in a lot of the same games <laughs> my kids are so sure. well i'm glad you're a gaming household because i capitalize on it for this so yeah there you go <laughs> I, under, I, I see that, Dana. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a popular thing for people. Um, so if you've got games or apps or trends, things that you'd like us to look into for you, connect with us. You can um, check out all of our resources or send us a message through our website at icac.widoj.gov uh, or connect with us on social media, WIICAC Task Force. Um, that's always a way that you can get a hold of us as well. So, Jeff, as always, thanks very much for all the information today, and thanks for joining me. Yep, thanks for having me again. I'm sure I'll be on again, maybe. You know you, you will. Do you like me still? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, as always, stay safe.